Welcome to Breaking Brains, Building Hearts, this weekly-ish show. I, Chris McAllister, Jimmy Roris, and Brett Burchard are doing together as we take this journey. Guys, glad to have you here. They didn't see what you just had to endure. Chris's weird meeting kickoff sometimes playing a music video. They come onto Zoom and I've already got it playing with the audio and it's the whole experience, man. It's the way I got to scratch my itch. Who else can I talk about art with? <laughs> but, they, but they can see what we did have to endure. Like, oh, come on, man. They Guns could look out. at the video. The oh, guns yes. are out. Yes. Come on. <laughs> the, the, the got him feeling X, himself a little bit. The X3 system notes here. If any of you know what that is, not a paid endorsement. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, I'm walking around the house and getting some compliments. So all of a sudden, my kids are like, why are you always walking around with your shirt off, Dad? No, that is not. That would be weird. Uh, with the the COVID weirdness, they had a birthday picnic last night because my middle daughter turns 17 tomorrow. Wow. Which is crazy. But yeah, so I can't, you know, I got to be shooting straight guy, Mr. Calm Dad, ready to serve. Who do I need to take home? Whatever, all that stuff. If I was... Uh, not wearing my shirt around the house, that would definitely get me some talking to. <laughs> faux show, faux show. But no, the video was something we've talked about before, this idea of relating into a vision. Um, and it, it, it's this idea behind long-term commitments. You don't lose yourself. You find more of yourself over time as you explore new ideas and integrate new insights and change together because you're all continually changing. And and healthy teams do that. You know, the best, most effective teams make these consistent runs together. And uh, really excited for what that means for us. Curious why you guys, what do you guys see so many people fall into traps wise that keep them from being able to um, make, a, make a transforming long journey together? Mm. I think the market doesn't support it at some level. It supports yeah. ratcheting up to different careers and different companies. Jimmy, you're about to say something? Well, I, I think of uh, a previous conversation we had around defining the vision. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of folks really have a hard time understanding what is a vision and what isn't. You know, in the world of sports, the championship, <clears throat> that could be a great goal, but is it a vision? Um, you know, gaining more friends, building closer relationships. Is that a goal or is that a vision? Um, you know, when we work out, is it because we want to get skinny or do we want to be healthy? But is that a vision? You know, I, so I think this idea of, I found the most value in talking with my coaches and being a coach is really helping folks think about what that expansive vision could be. And man, once you have that identified and really stretched and really well, well understood, well codified, well communicated, then I think it's fair now to say, okay, you know, are we practicing the way that you've outlined, the way that you've identified? Are we behaving in that way? So would you distinguish vision and goal? Uh, goal is this objective measurement vision is the meaning that the measurement adds, the impact that the measurement adds? How would you word that? 
You know, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful um, distinction, right? For a lot of folks that- I was hoping you were going to say it was a wonderful question, but we'll keep going. <laughs> uh, you know, I have to be sensitive to what your needs. So yes, next time I will, I will be more sensitive. Uh, no, but it's a great distinction because, you know, some folks say vision is a horizon. It's something you never achieve and don't plan to achieve it. But I don't think it, that has, it has to be that. Either I think, I think uh, if you, I, I like to think about a trip from, you know, from from uh, Columbus to San Francisco, and let's say you're going to drive, right? Um, I th I think you're right. I think the vision is the meaning of what it of what that trip to of what arriving at San Francisco is going to is going to it's. The meaning behind that for you, your family, et cetera. Mm -hmm. the, the goals are the mile markers along the way, the big measurables along the way. Um, and it may even be a goal that you have when you arrive, but it's not the meaning and it's not that bigger, the bigger sense of of the why behind work, uh, you know, the why behind the trip. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't have to be a horizon that's un unachievable. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, I resonate with that. I mean, there's this guy I meet with like every six months and we kind of catch up with each other, really smart kind of business strategist mind. And, you know, he'll be like, okay, what are you focused on the next six months? You know, and at the highest level, I can articulate like, oh, seeing blank happen with our certified coaches. Um, that's like this next six month horizon. But that comes out of, that's nested up under, a bigger vision that adds a lot of joy and meaning that, you know, represents getting to San Francisco. There are many paths to get to San Francisco that doesn't really matter. So the path destination distinctions always help me a lot. Is that stating that back in a way that you track yeah. similarly? I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. What's got you visionary or goal inspired right now, Brett? Well, that, I was just going to add to that comment, you know, where the goals are like, the stepping stones or like the benchmarks or measurables along the way. I've never, I was never a huge goal setter because so much can change, right? What happens between Columbus and Indianapolis is like so much happens there. that's out of your control. You may have to divert and take a Northern route or something, you know? Um, so never getting too attached to goals, but, but staying in the, the longer term lookout, I guess is what you guys are saying is the vision of like who you're becoming um, you know, what's the bigger impact over time that you want to have? Yeah. Um, and then the little pieces of execution as you go. Um, yeah. that's, that's a good distinction. It's a good that's distinction. That's a great point, Brett. I'll just add um, an experience I had with a client, uh, two partners of a very successful services organization. And um, they hired me in part to help them achieve a real big goal. They had a you know, for them, it was a $10 million revenue goal, and it would have been about a 5x increase in their business. And that number stressed the hell out of one of the, one of the, one of the partners. And I just said to her, well, look, let's, let's hold it loosely, and let's call it an intention versus something that you've got to really define yourself by or your self-worth by, mm -hmm. et cetera. And just to your point, Brett, holding it a little bit more loosely, calling it an intention, gave her now the feeling like, okay, great. It's there. Um, I have no doubt I can, I can get there. Let's, let's let that 
Let's let that intention live out there. Now let's focus on the process of getting there. And who the hell knows if it's going to be 5, 10, or 20. Let's just focus on execution. So it gave her the chance to kind of just mentally let go and uh, release some of the anxiety attached to that, that firm number. Yeah. I think that's, you know, something we've talked about before. I know, Brett, you have in Catching Confetti, it's this idea of process, you know, over goal or outcome. And I feel freshly just inspired and connected to this because the goal, the goals that I might be pursuing aren't as meaningful to me as getting the process figured out. And the calendaring process where I've been trying to figure out some stuff the last couple of months, and then it's gotten really clear the last couple of weeks and the groove is starting to show up and I feel it, the unblocked part. That's like a million times. And I mean that in zeros, real numbers, a million times more beneficial to the long-term health of the business, but, but it's more meaningful to me now, the joy that I feel. It's what we had on the last episode, Brett, where you said, I don't want to be miserable on the way to being happy. Uh, and that's this process idea that I think is so, so huge. And, and I think, you know, when you, if people are listening to this and they're wondering how to like bring more vision into their life, I know, Jimmy, this is what you do in the wins model. You're extracting out that impact. You're trying to get that as big as you can, which I love that. Being the visionary just means you're trying to go to a longer time horizon, to a bigger impact, free of in my language or site language, proving and hiding. And, and, and so if your brain is consumed with like building a passive identity, just trying to win status and approval games, you're putting your creative thinking into a space like, how can I climb this career ladder as effectively as possible or whatever? Very few people escape that mental trap. So they can only create vision within this extreme, extreme limiting approach. And then even fewer go to like a rebellious vision. Well, I'm not going to do that. And I think that's where our joy comes in in working with people. What's it like when you discover real desire? That's going to be nonconformist. It's not going to be different just to prove it's being different. It's just not bound by status and approval games. It's like, what's in me? What do I want to go to? What do I want to go do? And when you start to live that way and think that way, you really can't inject vision in a lot of places. You become resourceful because you're not playing into these narratives already limited. Is that making sense? Does that resonate? Does that feel like another way of expressing this? Truly curious. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, you know, I was also thinking about what was going through my mind a little bit was what Jimmy was said was about helping his client not to stress out over it. You know, like where if those games or those, those goals you have are creating more stress, you know, we all know there's a, there's a tipping point there where a little stress is good. It's energizing. It's, it's a uh, motivating, you know, it's giving you meaning, you know, or that goal is now becoming stressful. And to what you're talking about, Chris is like, maybe that goal is attached to a game that you don't really want to be playing the status game or, um, you know, something else that you feel like you can't win. And so now it, it, it holds you back. It freezes you up, gets you stuck. And so, um, like reevaluating those goals or holding them loosely or changing them to where it, it gives you more meaning. And it's, you're playing a game that you, you want to play and you know, you can win. And, um, you know, it's, 
it's what you want to be going after, that's that's more helpful. For the viewers on YouTube, I'm going to state this because it'll help me remember. I just clicked it on gallery so that everybody can be seen, and I'll try to remember yeah. to do that on future episodes. Yeah. Uh, Good, but yeah. that's Brett. What that kicks off in me is this: uh, I was helping somebody with thinking through getting a book done. And I was like, okay, when do you want to get it done by? Realistically, you've got this time frame. Okay, how many days does that give you? How much you got to get done? You got to get a chapter at a certain time done every Thursday or whatever. And then let that goal be ambitious. But the minute you feel shame from it, don't do it. If you feel inspired by it, like if you feel shame, give yourself space. So there are times, I know, Brett, when we've worked on a book where the deadline has felt inspiring. Okay, I can't take the kids to the pool real story from 2013. I remember sitting on the deck on a two-hour editing session. They're waiting, you know, can't take the kids to pull till we get this chapter done. That felt inspiring. There are other times when I'm like, ugh, this feels really heavy. It's not drawing out the best in me. I'm going to extend that time horizon and say, I'm going to add another three months to get this book done or whatever. Um, Is that capture the spirit of what you're saying? Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) Jimmy, how do you do this when you're seeing real numbers, sales professionals, they got to hit them. They're suffocating under that pressure. Yeah, uh, it's, it's t- you know, and it's, it's sales professionals, but it's also, I have a real life story about just dealing with one of my kids, right? So. Um, Embarrass them, reveal it all. That's what this podcast mm-hmm. is here for. Because yeah, your well, daughters are never going <laughs> to listen to this. Mine won't either. Well, it's like any goal, right? I mean, any goal you have. So for my daughter, it's, uh, it's has to do with school, right? And so this this vision that she held for what she would do with her, you know, for her career, knowing that the career can change many times, but knowing what she would, you know, the career she's after out of school and the, taking the coursework that would get her there and then recognizing that the coursework really wasn't aligned and that making a shift or making that adjustment felt like a failure or, uh, you know, that she was quitting. So, you know, for anyone that has goals and then they outwardly and publicly commit to those goals and then to recognize that maybe the goal wasn't correct. It's a little different situation than one you described where, you know, you're working towards something and you make the change because it feels right to you. Mm-hmm. You know, this was a bigger deal. And so for in sales, the same kind of thing, you're making a public statement. You're going to hit this number. The whole team is going to get there just like a sports team might do a basketball team or football team, you know? And so it's easy to equate the adjustment to something like failure or something like quitting. Um, especially if you've got, you know, voices in your head that aren't supportive, right? Mm. The story I told my daughter was uh, back in the 80s. Um, she already stopped listening right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I asked her for permission to tell her a story and she said yes. <laughs> and all I had to do was mention when I read Donald Trump's book, right? His oh, investing book. And she was like, good. what? Yeah. But I mean, the, it was a big thing back in the 80s, right? This uh, the, the art of the deal. And mm-hmm. what bothered me the most about that book, and I still remember it to the day, feeling that guttural response to his definition of a loser or a quitter, and that he couldn't stand losers or quitters, uh, which is one reason why I really wasn't surprised to see what he was doing on The Apprentice many years later. But 
it really bothered me, right, to have this blanket um, name given to anyone who decides they want to pivot or switch or change. You're a loser. You're a quitter. Um, you know, spoken by a guy who's gone, who's lost more money going bankrupt than nearly anyone on the, on the planet, right? So he's got the award. So, you know, so so when you have the when you have the voices of others in your ear, and um, those then kind of conflict with what you know is the right move for you internally, how do you deal with that? Uh, great to have someone to talk to about it. You know, but the answer is going to be different for every individual. And so I think the thing we have to think about is, you know, if you're struggling through this stuff, some, sometimes the best thing to do is to talk it through and really analyze, you know, what are the assumptions you're making? What are the definitions that you are struggling with? Uh, so you can get down to that, to that, to the meat of what the real challenge is. And is the challenge the pivot or is the challenge the way the, make, the pivot makes you feel? Is the challenge the way other people are going to judge you? What is that? And so I, I honestly try to work with my team members, any team member that I have around goals and accomplishment and commitment in that context. You know, I'm always asking, so what? So what? So what? So what? You know, um, and it's helpful because at the end of the day, the vision that I hold for my sales team is not necessarily that they hit that goal that we committed to next week, next month, or next year, it's that we are getting progressively better, that we are always practicing sales as a game of probability. We're always winning. We're always striving to win more than we lose and win bigger and lose smaller. It's the, it's those, it's perfecting that skill set on the way to whatever vision we have, because I don't want to sacrifice that long-term vision for a short-term gain that really doesn't have a lot of impact long-term. I love that. And I've heard you say that before. I still want to highlight it. I love it. Win more and win bigger. That's this process mindset. And that really, I, you know, I'm glad you answered the question exactly like I just texted you to through the chat. No, uh, that really speaks to this idea that I see so many people getting stuck in in our culture today. We're appreciating self-care. We're appreciating stress. We're appreciating mindfulness, which is awesome. And the way I would define it is mindfulness is simply becoming the observer to your experience, removing yourself from experiencing your thoughts, feelings, and ideas and circumstances and observing them. Self-care, I'm removing myself. But I've still got to, if I'm going to be the best me I can be, if I'm going to perform at the highest levels, if I'm going to seek to express what's in me and not leave potential on the table with my life, I'm stepping back into that experience to upgrade the mindset. And the way that you're saying that, I love that. It's like, I'm not worried if we're not hitting that daily, weekly, monthly number as much as I'm concerned about if we're not learning and getting better. And that keeps you from getting stuck in that cul-de-sac of, hey, I'm not hitting the weekly number. I feel stressed and overwhelmed. I'm going to go home and jar some pickles versus... How can I pick this apart, understand it, and get back in? I'm not anti-jarring of pickles. I don't know where that always comes from. There must be something there. Who jars uh, pickles? Where, where did that come from? Dude, it, it, it it's a spiritual from, movement, man. It's <laughs> I'll tell you, the, the origin of it is being in cafes for a number of years, doing so many meetings, and meeting people that 
we're oftentimes working in those careers, this seems stereotypical and I don't mean it to come across this way, that are are not fulfilled. So they're pursuing craft-oriented, making stuff, which is great because I think we have this, you know, group of people that don't want to be at their computers all day. Fine, figure out what makes you, you know, come alive and and go lean into that. But it's the tension point of, you know, I got to have a job. And and they're oftentimes not exploring the edges of their potential. So, and then I'm just like, can you give me my espresso? Did I just fit too much into that chat while I'm in line with them? Uh, no judgment, because that's not everybody, but that has been some people. So yeah, that's where it came from. Well, this has been Breaking Brains, Building Hearts. We got stuff to give. We're here to help you grow, think differently, learn, and you can get it from these episodes that we are uh, figuring out as we go to, trying to get smarter, like Jimmy said, winning more, winning bigger, not perfectly. Anything you guys want to say as we sign off? Nothing more for me. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if uh, for anyone who's listening and has some feedback, I'd love to I'd love to hear it and we'd love to respond to it on upcoming episodes. So any comments or questions or um, f- you know, comments or questions related to the topic, send them over. I'd be happy to hear them and respond to them. Beautiful. Love it. Thanks for being here, everybody. Peace.